Welcome to this week in Princeton Vikings Athletics here on ESP Media, powered by Sport Sidearm Sports and VikeNation.org. I'm Jason Griefer, and we're joined by Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts. Joe, good to talk to you uh, once again. A lot of busy things going on right now. I know you're a very busy man. We certainly appreciate a little bit of your time. Morning, Jason. It's great to be on this morning. It's great to get back getting these winter series started again. Yeah, a lot of them going on right now, and uh, let's get right into it. And obviously, a lot of things are moving around. A lot of schedules are changing. We'll see if we can get a full week in here without any uh, without any hiccups here as we go forward here. At least that's the hope, anyway. Uh, let's start in the pool, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of busy things going on. We talked last week with Tamed about about things going on last week. Now here we're moving into this week, and then you know the regular season is starting to wind down right now. It a really good performance against West Claremont. Tough results against Seton, but Seton's always a good squad there. Uh, what's the mindset of the team right now with the regular season starting to wind down? Well, you know, I think from the coach's perspective, the mindset is getting prepared for the postseason. There's been so many different adjustments to our schedule. You know, you brought up the Seton where we had lost Seton earlier in the season um, due to due to quarantine. Uh, you know, but we didn't want to lose that meet and we wanted to keep them on the schedule simply because we're trying to give our kids the maximum amount of opportunities to be in the water and go against uh, competition. Now, it's a double edged sword. If we would have swam against Seton for our girl, from our girls perspective earlier in the season when they are just starting out and we are just starting out, you know, you might have seen a little bit different uh, type of race versus where they are now and, and using the term tapering teams are starting to taper in preparation for whether it's their conference tournament or for the sectional that will be coming up the first weekend in February. So um, it, it was different, but at the end of the day, we got kids in the water. And then, as you said, we went over to West Claremont and uh, we got, again, saw a completely different uh, pool. Um, while I'm not an aficionado and swimmer, I do believe there are fast <laughs> pools and, uh, you know, you just see a different scenario. And then, of course, this week here, we'll we'll come in tonight and we'll have Colerain in for a little duel and just kind of get ready to go and start looking to what we can do to post times at the conference meet, which will be at the end of January over at Mason. So busy time for them, needless to say. Yeah. But again, as you said, getting, getting in the water right now, I think, is the most important time. Uh, as they're heading towards the sectionals eventually coming up here in a couple of weeks. Let's move on to the uh, wrestling mat and uh, saw some stuff on social media. Team took on Fairfield over the weekend in a duel. Uh, how did they look there? And uh, also I want to talk about one of your freshmen, Micah Cottrell, a five and one start at 120. Pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what we need. And, you know, you, we're going to only be able to say this, Jason, for the rest of this year, I believe that, you know, COVID has affected what we do. I, I was yeah. in the, the practice room on Friday uh, before they headed over to Lakota West for that duel with Fairfield and West. And, and uh, I call them the Magnificent Seven because right now we only have seven wrestlers. And mm -hmm. we, you know, our numbers are down. And we can, only, like I said, we're only going to be able to talk about COVID for a year. And then it's going to have to change to a different standpoint. But Micah is, is wrestling extremely well right now. He's at a, at, at a high level of confidence. He's getting a lot of work done in the practice room. I think Coach Powell uh, being able to kind of spar with him a little bit as well, I think that helps him from a technical standpoint and letting him kind of focus on what he needs to do to get ready. And then, you know, it, it's hard to believe 
that we haven't had as many matches. We've lost so much. And then this week is going to be a great wrestling grind for our kids. You know, Thursday, we'll head up to Hamilton. Friday, we're heading over to Lakota East to go against East and Ross. And then Saturday, we'll head to Moeller. And so, you know, we've got to get on the mat. We've got to put pressure there. I think from a league standpoint and making the decision to not have a league tournament was absolutely the right thing to do and just run dual formats and everybody wrestle nine duels and then we'll go from there. But that gets us against every school individually from a dual format standpoint. And then that'll get us ready for the postseason. So I think, again, wrestling is one of those individual sports inside a team game. And so I think, you know, you take Micah and you can see where he could go at the 120 weight class and maybe possibly see a state qualifier out of that. We talked a little bit with Tamet last week about this, and I want to get your thought on this. I've always looked at wrestling as perhaps the most difficult sport to try and pull off because of all the close contact you have to be in in order to compete there. And you said, you know, the numbers are down. You're not able to get as many matches in as you would like. How have your kids and coaches handled all that? Well, I, you know, I hats off to what coach Powell has done this season and how have they handled it? I don't, I guess at the end of the season, we're going to sit down with all the kids and just really look at them and ask them what, what was different this year or what did you face? But you know, when, when they show up for practice and they're in the building at school, you know, they're, they're business and, and they're ready. And it is a different mentality versus when they're home and bringing them back. And so I think that our kids have shown tremendous resilience and willingness to make all the necessary changes possible in order to be able to participate, in order to be able to go to school, in order to be able to engage with their fellow students. And so they get it. It's not easy for anyone. None of this is easy and none of it's supposed to be easy, but neither is athletics and neither is wrestling. So yeah, uh, we we run into that. It's crazy that they you know they can roll around on a mat and slap one another and throw each other down on the ground. But then when it's over, you can't shake hands. I still don't understand that whole scenario. No. But you know, I guess they say it is what it is, and we're just doing all we can to keep the kids going. Yeah, it's 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 a little crazy how some how we can do things like that, but other things can't happen. I, I know in some states, as far as basketball, high school basketball goes, there's no jump yeah. ball. You have to do you do a coin toss to determine the opening yeah. possession, but then you yeah over in you Kentu- can, yeah over in Kentucky they're doing it that way, and I just it, which yeah. you know everyone's got to go about this different. You know they've got to listen to to the you know to their health medical professionals and and what people are saying to them, but. You know, we're all in this business to try to give these kids opportunities to play and to yep. compete. And so if that's what it means, that's what it means. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they've got a busy time coming up. Uh, boys bowling, let's move over there to the lanes. They've got a busy time uh, coming up. They've got the next four scheduled to be on the road. Uh, but in a bit of a tough stretch as a team right now, but I want to focus on one young man in particular, and that's Cody Carlson. Uh, he leads the GMC in scoring right now. He's averaging 215 per game right now, so he's he, he's he's performing very, very well. But take us through how he's working kind of not outside of the competition and in particular helping his teammates try and elevate their games up there and uh, and uh, be somewhere near where he is. Yeah, uh, that's a great that's a great statement right there, uh, Jason. You know, Coach Wilson uh, says to the team all the time, you know, watch the example that Cody has put forth because at one point in time, Cody was bowling like you are bowling. 
<laughs> that you have to build a foundation and start somewhere. Cody didn't just walk out there and grab a bowling ball and start, you know, rolling for a 300. That wasn't, that wasn't the way it was. You know, he had to spend time. He, he caught interest in it. And so he sort of leads by the example and our boys team, uh, when they're out there, I, I really enjoy watching them because they're, they're together. They're starting to really, um, lean on one another and they know that Cody's going to be the one that kind of leads the average. So it's what the rest of the team can do to support him, but up their average each and every match so that they can, as a team score the highest possible. And, and it's, it's really neat to watch them do that. They, there's no uh, animosity in that. They all have their, their spot that they're playing, and they're all trying to compete to beat one another at a time, but yet they're working as a team. And so, so that transcends on the boys' side. And then on the girls' side, man, are we young. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I think our girls' program has just a tremendous opportunity to grow. We've got uh, three freshmen out there rolling right now. And so there is potential to add more for the girls program. And, and coach tells them too, he says, just watch what Cody's done. Look at the time Cody has put in. And it is amazing. Two of the young girls on our bowling team have never bowled ever. And they got in, we, we, you know, we did what we could to beg them, you know, from a lack of a better term, we recruited the heck out of them. And, and I, and I will say this, my daughter's on the bowling team and she's a freshman and she played freshman volleyball. And the other two girls were on the freshman volleyball team. So we, we recruited the heck out of them to get them to come and be a part of the bowling program. And they, they literally enjoy every step of the way of it. It's very frustrating to throw the ball in the gutter. We all know that, but at times when they start knocking down pins, you can see the, the uh, excitement or the accomplishment that they're doing and they're progressing. And there's going to be some great things that can come from that bowling program. Well, and they got the win over Lakota East last week. So that was good. And of course they're going to be, they're going to be making the travels this week as well. With such a young team with all these freshmen that you're talking about, do they understand the idea that yes, it may be tough now, but you're putting, you're laying the foundation for a lot of potential success in the years to come. No, they don't. They don't. (laughs) They, they truly don't. And part of it has to do with the fact that they're freshmen. You know, uh, they, they, they don't understand that. Um, but they're, they're getting to that point. And part of that has to do with learning how to compete. You know, let's go back. They, as middle school kids, you, you're playing against other teams and you're learning that progress. And then all of a sudden you become a freshman in high school. And it, it literally truly is in terms of, uh, where we are from a volleyball standpoint to a bowling standpoint to whatever sport, when you're a freshman, it really is still development. Because you're learning how to how to, to build certain skills and build certain flow and build certain tendencies in order to prepare yourself. Now some some have it quicker than others, and it's still a developmental thing. The, the girls uh, going back into the fall, everybody wants to win, but everybody yeah. needs to learn how to play. So then bring that into the winter. Everybody wants to win. That win against East was huge from a confidence standpoint to show the girls, hey, look, we're not we're not you know, going to go walk out here every night and get beat every single night. We can do this, but they're not there yet. They're not there. They will be, I, you know, I think that by the time they hit spring and they start doing more conditioning and they do things to that effect, it's going to be a different standpoint next year than it is this year. 
How much recruiting to do for, to get your daughter on the team? <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> to be to be honest, not much. She um, she she she's been bowling since she was very young. We uh, back in Lexington, we had youth leagues, Saturday mm-hmm. morning youth leagues, and so she started back when she was uh, seven or eight years old bowling. She is not technically you know there where where anyone else would be but she wanted she wanted to bowl she wanted to be on the bowling team from the beginning so that part was that recruiting part was easy (laughs) getting her two friends to join that was something totally different because like i said they had never bowled ever in their life they didn't know but to watch them succeed to watch them knock down as as coach wilson likes to say go for that 10 pen every time and watch how frustrated they are when they don't knock down the 10 pen it, it's it's really great to watch, and uh, it's as you said, laying the foundation for the down the road for sure. And uh, the yeah. winner of Lakota East, a big shot in the arm uh, in that respect. Let's move on to the hardwood and let's start with the boys. And uh, we're actually scheduled to see the boys a couple of times this week on a uh, WatchHSSports.tv against Fairfield and Mason coming up this weekend. Uh, so our first chance to look at them, they're right now two and one in the league. So they're actually tied at the top in the loss column. Just don't have as many games in as everybody else in. Uh, to this point. So when fans tune in on watchhsports.tv for these games, schedule games against Fairfield and uh, Mason on Friday and Saturday, respectively, what can they expect to see from the team? Defensive resilience. Um, you're right. We've had two, two quarantines this year that has set us back 28 days as compared to where others are. Uh, we came off of a quarantine on the 14th of the of January and went ahead and picked up Middletown that Friday night because it was a conference game and you could completely tell that we didn't have our legs in front of us but then we walked out last night against St. X and the score's not reflective of the effort that the kids gave and St. X hats off to Coach Nazca and what St. X is doing right now I mean they're just a fundamentally tough basketball program but from a defensive standpoint our kids are as defensive minded and as tough as you you'll see in, in our league and quite possibly in our area, they are going to get in your face. They are going to pressure you uh, for 32 minutes and they're not going to let up. And as a result of that, we work on quick turnovers if we can and, and high level transitions. Um, they've got to continue to condition. They've got to get their legs back under them. You can see how tired they get pretty quick. And if I remember correctly, Coach and I were talking about this starting this past Friday. We have 16 games in 29 days. So mm-hmm. there's not going to be a day where we have to take off. You know, we've got to be ready to go and, and, and just get after them. And, you know, we're, we're preparing ourselves for that, for that postseason play right now. And again, that we will see them this Friday and Saturday against Fairfield and Mason on WatchHSSports.tv. So Vikings fans, tune in there. Let's move on to the girls' side, and uh, we're going to see the girls uh, this coming week on a Wednesday as they take on Lakota West. And this is a big week coming up until we reconvene a week from now. You've got Lakota West coming Wednesday, and then you've got you know Oak Hills in the weekend. But then a lot of people looking towards the big one on Monday. Next Monday gets Mason, and I point that out because. Both Princeton and Mason right now, it's 7-0 and in the league. So these are two first-place teams. You know, this game could just have a very big say in, in who winds up winning the uh, the league title here. And, of course, also you got Lakota West coming up on Wednesday. They're 8-2 and in the league. So this is a huge week 
uh, for the team that could very well define the rest of the conference season. What is Coach Phillips wanting to see from her team in the next week? Well, she she is, uh, you know, coming off a journey to the tourney this past weekend, uh, faced a very, very tough Centerville team on Saturday, faced an extremely young and talented Trotwood-Madison team on Sunday, um, and walked away one-and-one one from the weekend, and then leading into what, what you were talking about, Jason, tomorrow night, a rematch with West, and I think West is going to be a little bit different basketball team than what we saw at the beginning of the season when we went over there and took care of business like we needed to. Uh, she has our girls playing extremely well right now. And they play, our, our girls play without fear, uh, for the lack of a better term. They are not concerned about being down 11 or being down four or being up seven. They're concerned about playing the game and executing. We are a very high-level attacking basketball program uh, for our girls. And so I think that we are going to continue to do those things uh, night in and night out, and we're not going to play uh, so far. We haven't seen, we're not going to play to the other team. We're going to play our game of basketball and we're going to do what we need to do to stop them. And so I think this is a, this is a big week and everybody is looking at that rescheduled match on Monday, January 25th. And I think it's going to be an incredible basketball game, but I believe this coming Wednesday and Saturday are going to be great basketball games as well. Our, I'm really proud of what the girls are doing. Um, You know, Soleil is is still on the sideline uh, uh, rehabbing daily. And uh, our girls have all stepped up and filled some unbelievable roles and just taken on their spots to be successful. Yeah, they they have a really impressive backcourt. That's the one thing I was impressed with when we saw uh, them on WatchHSSports.tv take on Sycamore. A couple, a couple of weeks back. This yeah. is a, a, a talented group that you have in the backcourt. Madison Rochelle with Sonia Hill and uh, Taryn Cash. They're a handful yeah. to deal with in that backcourt. Yep, and then what that does is it draws the, it draws that attention off of Didi quite a bit, and then you put that inside presence in there, and Didi has really come into her own, and that has really helped. And that's where it comes into a good fundamental team basketball. And they certainly have that, and they've been playing uh, very, very well. As you said, 7-0 and in the league and winning league games by nearly 25 points per game. So not only winning, but doing it in convincing fashion. But again, a huge week coming up. Lakota West, they're sitting at 8-2 and in the league. You're going to get them on a Wednesday on WatchHSSports.tv. We're certainly looking forward to that. Joe, certainly appreciate your time this week. A lot of exciting stuff going on, and I uh, can't wait to recap a week from now. Absolutely, Jason. I, I want to thank you again, and I cannot wait for uh, you guys to be out covering our games this week on hssports.tv. It's going to be an absolutely wonderful opportunity. I really appreciate your guys' continued commitment to Vike Nation and to being able to get our, our kids the exposure that they need. Well, and they keep p- putting out the results, so we're just the conduit to show off to the to the uh, Vike, Vike Nation that uh, what they can do, and they've been, had a lot of success uh, thus far in the winter season, and I'm sure it'll continue coming up uh, this week. Yes, that is sir. Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts joining us for this week in Princeton Vikings Athletics here on vikenation.org and ESP Media, powered by Sodom Sports.